ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey, thank you very Golf much, clap. Producer Mystery. Thank you. Thank you. Golf clap indeed. Oh, I was saying thank you to Mystery, not saying thank you for his thank you. I hope that translated. Well, thank you, audience, too. Don't forget them. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, yeah, thank you to the audience, too. So I was like, thank you to everyone. Let's include everyone in this thank you. <laughs> everyone. Right. I am a piece of shit. Every, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> well, um, I want to kind of jump right into it. Um, this first topic is kind of a uh, trip down memory lane for, I think, me, you, possibly our whole podcasting career, I think. Ooh, um, I love there's those a lot stories. of topics. Yeah, exactly. We like, haven't so talked about like, the Large Hadron Collider in a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the Hadron Collider. It's Collider. But uh, I think you remember the uh, Kepler Space Telescope? I do remember the name, and I know you know quite a bit about it. And I, as soon as you tell me, I forget it fucking instantly. I can't sure. remember shit about the Kepler. And it was funny. I should like. I just want that was like a hint. Actually, what this, this story is about. <laughs> the story is really about uh, exo exoplanets or extrasolar planets. That's it. You do know. You do know what these are, right? Yes. Uh, the Kepler searches for exoplanets, uh, planets that are found outside our solar system in other solar systems. Yes, yes, and that's like like one of the methods we've used to find exoplanets. And so NASA has confirmed that we've hit an exoplanet milestone. We've detected over five thousand exoplanets. Huh. So over it's 5, just a milestone 000. because it's five thousand. Yeah, it's a fun number. Fun. Okay. <laughs> I thought the same thing after a while. I was like milestone five thousand. Like, yeah, it's a fun number, I guess. But again, if you remember, it's actually five thousand and five and counting. Um, but if you remember, um. For a while there, we didn't. Think, it was kind of a theory if the, these exoplanets even existed. Um, the very first, uh, do you? When do you think the very first uh, the year that we discovered exoplanets, like for real, like evidence, like we got them? Ooh, um, the very. It's, I guess they, they discovered two right away. I get. You know, it's funny. It, it depends on what you constitute as evidence. I wonder if something as far back as like the 1800s, when you know some. A uh, famous astronomer was looking through his <laughs> janky telescope and measuring things, but didn't quite know what he was measuring. And it turns out to be an exoplanet. But, uh, you know, oh, okay, That's for, for shit's sake, I'm going to say uh, 1976. You are completely wrong. Oh, no. no. Exoplanets are like super kind of a new concept. 1992 is when we got the yeah. first evidence of that. So before 1992, it was kind of like maybe an idea that there could be planets around other stuff. And now we like. And then we found these two rocky worlds that were 23,000 light years away. And they're about like four times the mass of Earth. And these two worlds, the very first ones we found, were whirling around a dead star known as a, a millisecond pulsar. A pulsar is a type of a neutron star, a dead core of a massive star. And basically, this is how they found it. Like, this is almost like the archaic way they found planets before the ways you and I know. Uh -huh. You and I know different ways now, right? But before, they found planets going around these pulsars. And um, basically... Uh, uh, there was a regular timing of the pulse in the star and it gets altered slightly by the gravitational influence of an orbiting body. So basically they can tell by the way it's pulsing differently that there must be a planet there. Oh, and that's how they detected the very first time like planets out there. That's very cool. Cause when you first brought it up pulsars, I was like, how do they detect around something that flickers like that? But there is a pattern to the flicker and then yes. anything that disrupts the pattern they can logically assume is a gravitational body. For sure. And like, I think it was one of the guys who discovered it, but either one of these uh, astronomers said, um, basically the idea that they found it around the pulsar is already kind of crazy. It's kind of a chaotic area. Like you said, there's these pulses and there's a planet there. 
So they basically were like, if you can find planets around a neutron star, planets have to be basically everywhere. The planet production process has to be very robust. And we've talked about the show many times. Like, I can't, I should have like gone back to the episode. I swear like two episodes ago, three episodes, maybe one. We talked about an exosolar planet and it was orbiting like, I think it was two stars or two something different. It was like, they were shocked that, that it could be doing this as well. And so this is kind of just the idea that planets are everywhere and we're only detecting the few we can. Oh, big time. Because we have limited methods of detecting them. And we're using those limited methods to discover 5,000 of these things. And these are just uh, planets that are rotating around stars. What about those rogue planets that are just floating through the galaxy right now? We don't we have no way of detecting them. Oh, no, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, th- and we're just talking about two like things that are kind of facing us or slightly near us, too. Totally. Like, we're not even talking about everything out there. Um, so, yes, more down memory lane. I think we'll you and I remember this is like our first da- uh, dabble into exoplanets is uh, it was astronomer William Baruki of NASA pioneered the transit method which observes faint regular dips in starlight as an exoplanet passes between us and the host star. And so basically that's how uh, we always talk about that on the show. Like it's a slight dimming of the star and they can just, you know, through maths, they can tell there's an exoplanet there. Yeah. Remember if you recall. And then there was also the, uh, the wobble method, which uh, makes the star wobble. And that was another way they could detect the uh, exoplanets. That's right. It would, uh, it would, it would be like the tide. It would be affected by the gravity on one side or the other, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. And so with all these methods, we've uh, basically been, like I said, found 5,005 and counting of these exoplanets. And I don't know. I still remember back in the day when there wasn't that many. And it was almost like, a, oh, man. And now it's, I know it's kind of a boring topic like at this point. Like, oh, great. Another one. <laughs> great, Max. But, dude, it's kind of like this is so much more proof that there's, these planets are fucking everywhere. And then that they're just more likely for other things to happen. Um, but back to Kepler, I mentioned him before Kepler space telescope. We've talked about it. That launched in 2009. So that's how long we've been podcasting that we were like on the front lines of the, of this Kepler space telescope. We were talking about that every week when Big it was time. coming up, man, for sure. And that, uh, space telescope has contributed over 3000 of the confirmed exoplanets. So the bulk of the exoplanets we found have come from, from, uh, Kepler. And there's actually 3000 candidates waiting to be analyzed still. So there's just, it's just more math crunching to find more there's a plethora out there that it yeah it makes sense because what do they say there's more stars in the galaxy than there are grains of sand on a beach and oh yeah if our star is any indication of what's out there there's at least uh eight what are we at eight stellar bodies right now plus a bunch of you know bullshit roughly planet sized things or oh, what we got going on oh yes <laughs> took me a second to figure out what you're talking about <laughs> what we got going on our um, soul system our soul system um and then one thing i kind of found interesting is um here's how they know the mass of the star so you if you know the mass well uh, yeah if you know the mass of a star you can study how much it wobbles to infer the mass of the exoplanet so that's how they figure out these exoplanets like they can kind of figure out the mass of the star i think they go kind of like oh it's a blue sequence brown whatever and then the, if they know how bright the star is they can infer the size of the planet so that's how they're hmm. kind of getting these random statistics we talked about in other shows and then here's just kind of an example of things they found there's, there's planets out there called hot jupiters hot <laughs> jupiters are, are are enormous gas giants on incredibly close orbits around their stars so like the proximity resulting in an, an, an exoplanet temperatures that could be even hotter than some stars. So basically think of like Jupiter's a big gas giant, but it's like so close to the sun, it's like on fire the whole time. 
I mean, nobody wants an ugly Jupiter. Right, right. So it's a hot Jupiter. Hot Jupiter. And then uh, there's mini Neptunes, they call them. And they inhabit the size and mass regime between Earth and Neptune. And they could potentially uh, be habitable. And I clicked on the link of a mini Neptune, and it said they've even detected what they detect, they detected water vapor in 2020 on one of these mini Neptune-like planets. Love it. I, yeah, water vapor, bro. I did, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I guess, I guess I do. Were just, I don't remember reading that. I don't. Um, and that sounds very familiar. I wonder <laughs> if we reported on that one. We probably did. Like we, yeah. you know, we're always doing it. And then the super Earths. You know, they're rocky like Earths, but you know, just more times the mass. And then yeah. I remember on our show. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, every time I hear about a super Earth or a Goldilocks zone, it always makes me think of every sci-fi movie or TV show I've seen where they send colonists out to another distant fucking place, another solar system, and like you're going to colonize, you're going to colonize this planet, and then that planet turns out to be haunted or fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how. That's always how it goes. Exactly. There's no such thing as like the at the end it all works out. No one got killed for some <laughs> exactly. reason. We don't want to see that. <laughs> and I, I remember on our show, we actually, there was a styrofoam planet we talked about once. I didn't read oh. about this. I just remember we talked about it. I know there's a styrofoam planet out there, man. We talked about that before as well. Where it could float um, in water. It's a giant planet. but Yeah, it, it was like water, somehow they could tell the mass was so off probably because of they knew the mass of the star. They could infer by the time. Maybe probably, I guess it makes sense. Maybe how, how fast it was spinning or something like that. Yeah. And the way this article ended was there are also still a lot of worlds out there beyond our current detection thresholds, which as you said totally so i mean again i don't want to take up too much time we've on this show we've talked about exoplanets so often but still they're always finding them the more they find the better we're just learning about different ones all over the place and if this trend continues aliens baby aliens (laughs) okay okay sorry but like you said um exoplanets were hot shit like 10 15 years ago when we were doing our first podcast. It's like boring almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we have covered it quite a bit because it was just, it was the news and like, we discovered another one and it's in the Goldilocks yeah. zone and it could support life and fucking aliens, exactly. bro. And now it's Everyone. like, yeah, it's a dime a dozen. We hear about them every other week. Exactly. Yeah, it's uh, it's lost its luster, but hey, that's still fucking exciting, right? Yeah. And these are all candidates. Like we can point at these exoplanets, the James Webb, brah. The J-Dub telescope. J-dubs, bro. Once we start pointing that thing, we're going to see some crazy shit. I know, right? That's due to be dialed in within the next month or so, right? I think so. I'm, I haven't. I think, yeah. It's, it's, every time I, I see something about it, it's like, oh, man, it works better than we think they do. Then it's still like still months of focusing. And then, yeah. like, we took a picture. It's the best we've ever seen. I can't believe it. It's so done. Then at the end of the article, months of fo- So I don't know. Somehow it works, and it's the best they've ever seen, and it, but it's it's a piece of shit, and they're still they're still working <laughs> on it. So <laughs> I don't know. What, what's really happened is they see like a bunch of Death Stars out there. It's like, oh fuck it, let's say they're maintenance, no, maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the last story I read about that one was uh, it was like weeks ago, and it was like, oh, here's a picture from the J Dub telescope, and still focusing. And I was like, all right, well, that's not worth anything it's not worth a hill of beans fuck it i'm waiting i kind of do the same thing where like i saw it for a second i'm like you know i'm gonna wait for the like here it is like the first official for like, sure bubble but but james you know james what, Webb. once it takes a picture of like deep deep space of where it's just like if you look up at the sky it's a tiny centimeter by centimeter section that you can see but they take a picture of it and it's loaded with galaxies and all sorts of shit like mm-hmm. the the one that the hub telescope uh, hmm. got yeah the Hubble telescope. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude, it's like I'm not even. I'm just. 
I don't even know what it's going to look at type of deal. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, audience, if you're tired of That's hearing stars, about uh, space stuff, uh, might as well skip this story because I have, <laughs> I have uh, news about recent solar activity. And really, I don't know if it's needed, but solar activity comes from our sun. I oh. did need that. Actually, that does help. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was writing this out, and I was I was like recent solar activity, and then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, will people need the uh, the helping hand there coming from our sun? Yes, uh, has sparked concerns here on Earth. Solar flare, solar flares, bud. Yeah, dude. Like you always hear about that, where it's just uh, that sun could pop off at any second, and the technology's gone, baby. And that's exactly <laughs> it. So, uh, it really? solar flares. What happens is uh, when the sun's magnetic lines get all tangled, they erupt from sheer frustration. You know, they just can't twist anymore, and so they break essentially. Mm-hmm. And when they break, they shoot out uh, all sorts of charged particles that mess with all sorts of electronic systems and stuff here on earth. They, uh, they've been known to fry satellites. Particles. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, this wave of energy, radiation, charged particles and whatnot coming at us. It, uh, it's been known to fry electronics. Um, I didn't know this, but it actually heats and expands the earth's air as well. And that doesn't sound good. It doesn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and these things also give a very pretty light show. So no, no. Was, you know, I was gonna say they defeat werewolves. What now? They defeat werewolves. These particles. How did how did they do that? Well, aren't werewolves very moon based? So I think a sun particle beam would defeat one. Oh fuck! Or maybe maybe transform it transform it back. What do you think, genius? <laughs> you I, thought I'd have a ge- <laughs> I was hoping you were like. I've never seen it, but I was hoping you were referencing like season forty-two of uh, Supernatural or some shit. Well, when when oh, when oh. Luke uh, uses the sun solar flare to defeat the werewolf in an Ar- Antarctica. This is my own, uh, you know, fan fiction right here. But I, I would, like it. I, I would I would think a solar flare thing would at least like a whole bunch of werewolves are attacking, and it's like the solar flare now. And like, I mean, I guess can you be a werewolf in the daytime? I th- I think by canon you need the full moon. And maybe it's set in Greenland where the Aurora Borealis happens. Okay. And so when the Aurora is happening, maybe they're like switching okay. in and out of werewolf mode. And that's yes. how the, the good guy drives a stake through it or shoots it with or a silver bullet. What if the werewolves get like their human, like, like, oh, I don't want to kill people now. Make, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in the werewolf. Like, there's like, it's like you're in the mind of a werewolf oh, body. Oh, fuck. That's the next oh, underworld right there. Someone write, someone's going to steal this right now, bro. We got to write this down. <laughs> So, yeah, solar flares, they fuck shit up. And uh, recently, they detected a solar flare that was generated from a single sunspot. And the sunspot generated 17 distinct solar flares, one of which was pointed at Earth. Oh, so they go different directions? Yeah, because as these... Evidently. Essentially, think think of just twisting something until it breaks. And if you twist 17 of these things in different directions, they're they're going to pop off and shoot things in different directions. And one of these 17 was pointed at Earth. Maybe like a dry spaghetti. Y- yeah, there you go. Why not? And then you, you twist it and it crunches and it goes everywhere. But in space, there's no gravity. So that everywhere goes. There's no resistance. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so some of that shit, some of that spaghetti particle, sun spaghetti particles hit Earth mm-hmm. recently. <clears throat> Pardon me. They don't know when it's going to hit. Um, oh, shit. It's on the way. God. But <laughs> but 
there's a very good chance that it will do absolutely nothing to anyone listening. So don't fucking worry about it. It shouldn't have already happened. Doesn't it take like eight minutes for light to get here? That's what I'm thinking. This article was a bit janky on some of the details, but because mm. uh, I, I looked happened. into it more and, uh, you know, this was this solar flare that popped off wasn't anything necessarily too special. We've seen bigger ones and more powerful ones and whatnot. This was just kind of a precursor to uh, the high point of the sun's magnetic cycle, meaning that this is ramping up. The sun is ramping up in its magnetic cycle, which it does mm-hmm. every 11 years. So again, anyone listening to this has probably been alive for more than 11 years. Yeah. So you've lived through this. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. You'll be okay. You'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. Unless you're a werewolf. Unless then you're a werewolf. Fucked. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. then I think you get superpowers, right? Because then you can take know. over the werewolf yeah, I'm body. I'm still trying to, I really, I haven't heard a thing you said because <laughs> I'm trying to decide like, what, what could they be doing? Like, Maybe <laughs> there's a village of werewolves, and like every 11 years they gain sentience. Like, please kill us, and one man is forced to kill them all. But you're also assuming oh, that Sean. that the the uh, the moon. Werewolf? Well, oh, okay, so yes. the 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 oh, moon the light yes. jumping off the moon that forms the full moon is coming from the sun, anyways. Right, so the the moon is reflecting the sun's light, and that's what gives these things its power. So maybe it like forms a double werewolf. Huh? You just wrinkled my brain. How come <laughs> werewolves aren't? How come the sun doesn't? Yeah, because it's reflected light. But there must be some moon particle going on. I think it's all the about the moon. tide. Yes, the tide. Yeah. So I thought this was interesting, just because, like, again, it's not going to affect any of us day to day. Like, we're going to be fine. Um but the current prediction is that 2025 is when the solar cycle will peak. And I thought this was interesting that Musk, Elon Musk, recently launched, excuse me, lost a batch of his Starlink satellites to a solar flare. Right? That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens, Aliens, bro. bro. <laughs> so they uh he launched uh the uh rocket with the Starlink satellites on it and if you're not familiar Starlink satellites are uh Elon Musk's answer to internet from space it will beam internet to you anywhere on the planet from space um which is cool and so uh is neat. I don't know somehow a solar flare interfered with the rocket and it was not able to uh eject the the satellites and it plummeted back to earth and vis-a-vis. Huh. So basically they only target Elon Musk. This flares you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. The sun has it out for him for some reason. It does. It sounds like it It has a personal vendetta. My Tesla broke. (laughs) That's my sun voice. I also found this in my research. Uh, Do you know what the Carrington event is? Hell yeah, I do. Of yeah, brother. I do. Hell yeah, brother. Fuck yeah. Aliens, brother. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you remind the audience for me. All right, fair enough. So the uh, the Carrington event is the largest solar event to hit Earth, and it happened Jesus. in 1859. When I was born. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now. Uh, it left streaks in the sky that could be seen lower than the usual uh, altitude, or excuse me, longitude. Is that la- latitude? Longitude? I think I call it lowiness. Lowiness. Like the lowiness. 
that's yeah. that's the word I was thinking of. So yeah, uh, yeah it, it could be seen from the lower lowly list and um, like the Aurora Borealis stuff. Yes, essentially. That was lower than normal. Correct. Oh, it was like like fog almost. You know, how fogs like a cloud, but like on the ground where people like just like the werewolves must have been freaking out. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> For anyone confused, it, the 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 aurora, this this bullshit could be seen closer to the equator, not necessarily on the equator, but lower than usual. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh, the lowiness. I thought it was like, <laughs> okay. I thought people were like in the in the aurora borealis. And it also it left streaks that could be seen lower, and they were brighter than the full moon. Which I thought was fun. Oh wow! Right, that is, that is wild. Yeah, dude, that is wild. Uh, so uh, my whole takeaway from this article is I have three years to plan my trip to Greenland to see the Northern Lights, right? Oh yeah, my takeaway is um, basically the werewolf thing. The werewolf. I'm, not, I'm not even really sure what you said at all. <laughs> like, but I'm just gonna get about on werewolves. This. I've been thinking about werewolves the whole time. <laughs> And what does this do to vampires? This throws this throws vampires into question too, because what do they do during the, during the full moon? It's just reflected light. There's there's the, the moon is like a tea bag. It, oh. it filters out all the the bounciness is like gets all the the particles go there. That's what's happening, bro. Uh huh. Is that the it, job? That's of the tea it. Bag? Yeah, I guess you're right. It filters. Or it's I like should a, say yeah. a strainer. Maybe a strainer is yeah. better. Like it's like the. Like the T in this sense is the the sun's particles, and the 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 bag is the is the moon. Yeah, it holds all the pasta and lets the sun uh, water. It holds the pot. Yeah, exactly the pasta. So letting in, in this scenario, <laughs> hmm, leaving leaving behind like the boiled stuff on the moon. It, it kind of works actually. <laughs> wow, it, we're fucking geniuses here. Okay, enough of the space shit. I tell everybody. Enough of the space shit, dude. We, this is like a lot of space podcast. We're gonna do something else. Okay. So this article starts. Invest in space, guys. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the Space Force wants yeah. to create a highway patrol. To monitor who? Space. And under what law? The highway patrol operates under U.S. law. There's no space, space law. law. Well, I mean, there is, there is a, a, a loose space law. Ah. Yes. But... Okay, tell me more, because yeah, this sounds stupid I will so tell you far. More. It's a highway patrol for space, Space Force. <laughs> so, um, you know, as as you know, as you know, we've talked about Elon Musk, you know, and all these and NASA and all these people as public and commercial sectors send more satellites and just shit into space, frankly. Yeah. Uh, the, the space between Earth and the moon is getting cluttered and trashy right now, right? And so to keep a closer eye on this lane of specific traffic, America's newest military branch, the Space Force, is uh, proposing a, a cislunar highway patrol system, or CHPS for short, so, just like California Highway Patrol. So it's a cislunar. Yeah. So it's not it's heterosexual lunar. I thought this would come up, and yes, it's, <laughs> it, it can go either way. <laughs> like it, it depends how it feels. Um, no, this is. I looked it up. It is this. It, what cislunar means is literally the space between Earth and the Moon. Got it. That's you really actually it looked is. it up like, because you, you had that thought. I did. I looked it up and then later on the article confirmed that that's what it meant. But I was like, like right away, as soon as I read like, like, oh, God, what is that? And it just means in between. And actually, this now I get if I hear cisgender, I kind of, I never, in my mind, I'd be like, I don't understand. I get it now because of this space example. I'm like, oh, you're in between the earth and the moon. Like, that's what you are. <laughs> that's Fun. what that means. Okay. That's what cis means in between the earth and the moon. Um, 
Oh, I guess this lunar means that. <laughs> anyway, so they want to basically patrol that highway, that area in between, like, because we've been talking about space missions now. There's the Artemis mission, like, growing stuff on the moon. Moon In our lifetime, there's going to be a, a moon base, a moon base, so it's going to happen. So and Space Force is kind of making their move right now. Like, they want to be... They basically want to be the guys on bikes in the 1970s. Remember Chips, the, the highway patrol guys? They, they want to be like, hey, what are you doing over here? Hey, and like they're pulling people over with their sunglasses. They want to be that in space, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a very valid thing to put into effect because uh, we don't want to end up like Wally. Do you remember the movie uh, Wally where there was just this I nice haze of satellites around the Earth? It's just just a nice shell, a perfect shell of satellites defunct bullshit satellites and uh you know if if musk's starlink satellites are any indication like he's already fucking up uh terrestrial based uh telescopes and the pictures they're taking and the, he, the satellites are streaking across that ruining images and whatnot so oh they are i didn't know that okay. oh yeah dude that was a major concern from the um uh astrology world astronomy excuse me astronomy uh-huh. world was just must satellites and cluttering the sky. So I mean, Motherfucker. so yeah. What are these? I, I don't know. Do they have any further plans? What? Do, obviously, they're not going to well, be on on motorcycles like boo woo. Yeah, that's the plan. Just like just that's like, the plan. Play boo boo. Lights and everything. Like yeah, hey, little, little helmets um, and everything. And dude, you know what this really is? It's kind of like this is like all kind of proposals, proposals kind of, and what they're doing, and because um, they're kind of looking for like technology still, and people like it's a bit ways to like do this type of stuff but um it's really like an ex- a territory grab what it is it's kind of scary because mm. i don't know if it's scary good scary bad but it's like um right now our like realm of influence if you will is like twenty two thousand miles above the earth that's like what we patrol as earth that's what we control that is it and uh basically uh what the the space force is saying is they want to expand uh their um their sphere of interest basically tenfold by uh extending the by extending it by twenty seven hundred thousand miles or beyond. So basically it's a thousand fold expansion of service volume and like a tenfold increase in range. So it's basically like the bubble of Earth, if you will, they're trying to make it like bigger, including like the moon and all that sphere of the moon is now like under patrol by the space force is what they're trying to say. Like we're almost like you see what I'm saying? Like we're taking like space, yeah. we're taking like space territory. I, like I'm, is this like a proposal? Yeah, they want to create. So this is still like a proposal. But I'm sitting there right now, kind of going like, huh? Like they're gonna get a lot of like that's more than any other. Well, the, that's more than the Air Force, the the the, the, the Sea Force, uh, the Navy, <laughs> <laughs> the Land Force, uh, yeah, the well. Land Force, all the forces, right? Like that's like. Space is so big and exponential, like it's like they're literally saying, "Oh yeah, that's all ours now." It's like you just becoming the most dominant armed part of the military ever now because you need all that. I don't know. Um, that is so that kind of was crazy. Well, I mean, that is uh, fascinating because I, I wonder how the international community is going to react to that. The idea of um, just a U.S. entity taking over the sky yeah. like that because. I mean, what what right do we have unless we're working with the international community, such as like the space station or the other major space powers? You know, I I can't. Yeah, I can only assume that. Um, yeah, what's a, a non-space country like uh, uh, Ethiopia? Canada. 
I'm sure Canada's in space, but I'm gonna say nah. Ethiopia. You know, like I'm sure I'm sure they could give a shit less. They got they got bigger fish to fry. You know, rather than mm. worrying about mm. space. So Cuba, Cuba's in space, right? Anyway, <laughs> I don't think they have a space program. I'm just gonna go out and say it. <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take there. Hot take there, man. Um, uh, I, um, that was in 2021, actually, when one of the air one of the the Space Force people said that about that ex- expanding like the territory, like type of deal. Or actually, that was a, a yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so moving on from that part. Um, but some of the crazy shit is going to be going forward. Like that's part of the reason why we've been talking about this is we're we're going to the moon, baby. We're going back. The moon's full of resources and shit. We want now. We want that shit. It's a it's a gold mine, if you will, a gold rush. It's a it's a space rush, if you will. Uh-huh. And so uh, some of the stuff we could find there is uh, so lunar ice can be used to make water, oxygen, and rocket fuel, which can fuel missions deeper into space. So that's cool. Yay. Uh, the moon also hosts large deposits of helium-3. Have you ever heard of this? I have. I have not heard of it. What do you say stuff? Do you know what about um, it? Or that's, I know, I've never heard of helium-3. I know helium is a finite uh, gas here on Earth, and I want to say helium-3 is used as a fuel of some sort because of its its properties. I, it's been a minute, but I know it's yeah, sought like, cause after. Yeah, because it's stable, and uh, it's like a fuel because it can transform energy production on Earth by enabling nuclear fusion. There you making go. Making fossil that's fuels obsolete. Like, you yeah. really, it really it sounds like a stopgap between, like, I mean, I I looked at the Wikipedia page, and I, you know, I'm I'm me. So, I'm, but it sounds basically just like just throw it into, and it makes fusion stupid. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this shit? I never heard of before. This fucking magical helium three stuff. It's like trillion, and, bro. Um, kind of, and I looked briefly if it's on Earth, and it was always like, yo, it's in the atmosphere, and like it comes from certain gases. But they make it sound like you can mine it on the moon. You can mine helium three. Uh, so the moon hosts uh, in the shady parts there's helium three just like ready to go it sounds like so the moon huh. hosts large deposits of hel- deposits of helium three which like i said can do nuclear fusion and i read some other part i had to google this separately it says at 1400 per gram 100 kilograms or 220 pounds of helium three would be worth 140 million and then that same amount 220 pounds uh would be more than enough fuel to potentially power a 1000 megawatt electric plant for a year when fused with deuterium, the terrestrially abundant heavy isotope of hydrogen. We've heard of deuterium. Yeah. So, I mean, this all sounds amazing, but you're talking about fusion reactors and these, these are not fucking viable right now. I would love if they were, but we, I mean, if they were, you and I would have done a story on them a fucking long time ago. You shove helium three in them, stupid. Right. And then then magic comes out. Because I know I, I we've done stories on fusion reactors. Uh, specifically, I remember tracking one in Northern California that was uh, big. And it, I, I don't think they got anywhere. Otherwise, probably would have fucking heard about it by now. So I, I can't wait for it. And I, I hope all of this stuff leads to it. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, well, make it viable first before we start worrying about the fuel source for it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm you wrong. You are wrong. Okay. You're okay. always, no, I have no idea. Honestly, like I <laughs> yeah. said, like I just like, just at a glance, this just sounded like a, a super thing too. It sounded like, what is this? That's why I was shocked. I'd never heard of it before. Like, what, the, what is this helium three bullshit? So I want to get my hands on some. That'd be cool. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and what else? What else? I'll is do on it for half. Now? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So NASA's also detected rare earth elements up there on the moon. So, you know, stuff to make electronics and other products. 
And this article went on to say that uh, right now the space-based economy encompasses about 350 billion per year worth of work. But over the next 30 years, forecasts say the space-based economy is going to grow to 3 trillion per year as, as just more shit's going up and shipping up there and it gets easier and more companies are doing it and we have a base up there eventually. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's what, that's what's happening, bro. Like start thinking in the future. I mean, I wish we were born right now, bro. Like, Oh, I know. Thankfully we're, right. thankfully we're, we're young enough that like, we're going to have the Android bodies, but like the ones born now, they probably gonna have the nice squishy look normal bodies. I think we're going to have like the Android. Like, ah, yes. Like, <laughs> it's going to be cool. The we'll still be alive. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll be like 400 years old and stuff, but it's going to be all like metal steampunky. And it won't be as cool as, well, I'm still waiting on the uh, the microbots to scrape the uh, scrape my arteries. That's what I'm really oh, looking be, forward to. That's gonna be nice. That'd be cool. Uh, let's see what else is on that moon. Um, oh, basically, um, cheese, stupid cheese and, as well. And pasta, like, actually, that might, have been, <laughs> that might have actually been everything about what's on the moon. But uh, as we know, the moon has its own gravitational pull, so that's kind of part of the reason why uh, it'd be kind of it's easy to mess with spacecraft up there and everything. And uh, here's some more cool shit in that like. So obviously the moon's far away. So this means objects there are fainter. Sensing them takes longer. And sometimes sunlight reflecting off the moon makes it difficult for electro-optical sensors near Earth to keep tracks of things there. Aliens, bro. Aliens, bro. <laughs> you want to fucking understand what that just said? Do you see what I just said? Electro-optical sensors near Earth. They, they can't keep, like, that's just off the fucking, what? What's really happening here is Fact. they're trying to detect, they're trying to find the aliens and, like, we got to, like, they're trying to detect stuff. So um, so all these factors mean it's difficult to monitor cis-lunar space traffic. And they want to make sure no one's sabotaging satellites or violating international treaties and stuff like that. And so their idea is to have like spacecraft spacecraft that, that would serve as a remote sensor platform. I call it basically essential, uh, basically drone camera narcs. So I think they're going to basically have space drones. That and they're going to be stuff they're like looking for helium like, three. It, well, lo, uh, patrolling the highway. They're highway patrol, right? So it's going to be like, woo, woo, oh, like right. space drones. <laughs> I forgot this yeah. all started with uh, <laughs> yeah. highway patrol. They're going to be like, pull, pull over. They can't oh, talk in God. space, but like they're going to electronically pull this satellite over. When I take my road trip to Space Vegas and I pass the sign that's like, this area is, re- is monitored by spacecraft. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Exactly. Turns out it actually is. All right. Yeah, exactly. That's where they like they uh, mod- they do the um, the speed limit and stuff too. That's all them. They have to enforce that shit. Um, I, guys, so <laughs> I, I I hope I hope we're working in conjunction with the international community to accomplish to accomplish. Oh, this. it's all ours. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then here's what we're, the Air Force Research Laboratory is also going. It's like I think the Air Force Research Laboratory is also Space Force. Like because anyway, but uh, here their goal is to demonstrate core competencies for conducting space domain awareness operations in the cis lunar regime. So this includes detecting and tracking objects near the Moon that cannot be viewed from Earth or near Earth orbits, plus developing new technologies for making sure the Highway Patrol can operate smoothly and possibly autonomously. Aliens, bro. They're trying to find stuff. They're trying to track shit all around the Moon and. And, and ufo stuff and this is their this is their official like we're, we're, we're tracking stuff now and so I, they're hoping the they have a you know uh last thing is like basically um they could award a contract for developing the cis lunar highway patrol system this summer with a launch date as early as 2025 you know that's yeah. all bullshit numbers yeah yeah okay suck my dick but uh I but do, still that's the dude, that's the idea i don't envy uh these people in their position at all because the first couple years 
maybe the, oh even the first God. couple decades of trying <laughs> to figure this shit West, out. Bro. Oh, it's going to be so tough. It's going to be so <laughs> tough. It's going to suck ass. They're going to pull God. over UFOs, bro. Big time. Pull over. Stop, Rick Deer. All right. Well, actually, I think it's about that time. I think it is. Mr. E, are you? I think so, guys. Oh. So, Take- as you know, what's better than most is our weekly debate game where we randomly choose two subjects. Then our judge puts a spin on it, and our other two contestants debate it. So, host Sean, if you could do me the honors of pulling us our subjects for this week. All right. Got the hat. Oh, and something Ooh. popped out, and here it is. Let's Woo. take that one, yeah. It is uh, kid versus puppies. Or, excuse me, versus five puppies. Kid versus five puppies. There was I a second. I think I can work with that one. Yeah, you got that one? Give me the secondary and I'll well, choose. I, I want to see what the yeah. okay. the secondary. If you wouldn't have said anything, I would have been all good for it. But The secondary that popped out was Coke versus Pepsi. Okay, you know what? Uh, after the break, I'll decide which one, if that's cool. Okay. Yeah, all right. We'll see you then. Awesome. And we're back. So before we went to the break, we actually pulled a couple of topics that I had the luxury of choosing from. I decided to choose, I believe it was a kid versus five puppies. Is that correct, Hoshan? That is correct. Awesome. So we're going to go with that game prompt for tonight. Uh, I'm going to award Max with the child. Fuck. (laughs) And I'm going to award Sean with the five poopies. The poopies. Okay. (laughs) P-U-uppies. Um, as far as who goes first, I'm going to make Sean go first. Okie dokie. Let's do this. All right. So your game prompt is, what would be more useful in a bank heist? <laughs> okay. So I'll go through everything again. Um, we have a child versus five poopies. And Max will be defending the child. And Ho Sean will be defending the five puppies. And our prompt is, what would be more useful in a bank heist? Host Sean, you have an extra few seconds because I forgot I needed a secondary <laughs> stopwatch here. Okay, and your one minute to debate starts right now. All right, so uh, puppies would be useful, more useful in a bank heist because I would use them as a distraction. Who doesn't love puppies, right? You would, I would essentially bring them in in like a duffel bag and then drop them in the corner of the building and maybe like disperse them with through without the lobby, you know, just uh, just here, there, da, 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 da. And all of a sudden people are finding puppies and they're like, what's going on? Da, da, da. Meanwhile, I'm at the cashier like, give me all your fucking money. Do it now. Do it now. Well, everybody's like, oh my God, puppies. And I'm not, I'm not drawing any attention to myself. They're just seconds. getting free puppies. Um, and then maybe if things go sideways and, you know, the security guard sees me and he's like, oh, freeze, motherfucker. I'm like, oh, and then I, I yell out like, Heinz, and they all attack. And so now the security guard is dealing with a robber and five attacking puppies. 15 seconds. And they're just, they're just fucking gnawing at people's ankles. They're just, they're just getting at them. Um, and then, uh, you know what? And then uh, maybe maybe I, uh, I I sick them on the money itself. I I, I have them fetch your money for me. Up. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Okay, <laughs> fetch the money. Okay. Host Max, you have one minute starting right now. Okay, a kid is way more useful than five puppies. First of all, you, uh, you can use them as cover against bullets. 
Um, oh, you could oh, chuck okay. them like a grenade into into a into a safe or or into a crowd of people <laughs> to cause a distraction. Um, um, uh, you can tell the kid to bite people and go in there and maybe cause like some type of distraction that way. Um, you can communicate with the kid like puppies. They're just gonna it's kind of chaos that way. You you can say hey if you do this you, you get a sucker this way or uh, ice cream. I need you to go in there and say this or like where's my baby? Where's my baby? Oh my god! Like you can tell them to do something like that. Um, you can, they can't get hold of a gun. You can go in there, like, shoot the first person you see in there. And and then they go and do that. And then that's just such a distraction that you can go seconds. in there. You can hold the kid hostage. No one wants to, no one wants to see that, what, what's going to be the end there. And I will do it if I don't get the money. Um, So definitely the kid's useful as many things. And I think it would be good for the getaway. I'll give the kid all the money and say, meet me at the predetermined destination. Because he knows. It's the slide. He knows where to go. So I put the money on the kid. And that's it. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Post John, 30 seconds starting now. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go back with the fetch the money idea. I want to feed them through the small door on the side, you know, where, the, where they have to swipe the card and shit and to get to back. I'm going to feed them through the bottom of that. They're going to go fetch the piles of money, that which I'll train them to look for piles of money, and they're going to go fetch them and bring them to me. Uh, if all else fails, uh, I'm going to strap them to my body as a shield because I really like the idea of that. And then I have five shields. Like, there's just a lot of them on me. And no cop's going to want to shoot a puppy. So let's just... Come on, like that's gonna happen. And um, seven seconds. And oh, oh well, okay. So um, you can teach an old. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can te- teach a puppy. <laughs> 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 All right, let me catch up on my notes. <laughs> Gotta squeeze it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, host Max, thirty seconds starting now. A little kid could be like a little con man. He, you can tell him to do whatever you want and stuff. He can just go in and be like, say this, say that. He's like a part of your team. The puppies are just chaotic. Uh, he's even going to be an insurance policy. Like, what if we won't, like, it all goes down and the cops get me and stuff? Like, he's going to be like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to – he's going to be on my side. He's going to get the keys from the – and, like, smuggle them to me somehow. I'm going to escape because this, this kid is, like, trained in a good way. He's a good kid. And he's going to do he's, – he's he wants to be in the mob, see? He's going he's gonna to run dumpsters for me. And that's how it's going to work, see? All right. Time's up. And so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I like that you're throwing Highly in GTA online terminology <laughs> now. Love that. Good run to- <laughs> By the way, if All you right. want to hear more of that terminology, uh, tune into what? What's your stream? Wintrask at Twitch? Wintrask and shit? Friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look up Wintrask. W E N T R A S K. But Wintrask and Friends. Check it out, Twitch. It's, it's, you know, no big deal. I ain't your brother. Nice. Okay. Good job, guys. So let's go over the points here. So we'll start with uh, host Sean here. So he, we would use the puppies as a distraction because everyone loves puppies. I like how you would just drop them in one corner and let them kind of disperse their way out into all corners <laughs> of the uh, the lobby there. That was funny. Um, you'd use them to attack the guards to fetch the money. I like that. Host Max, uh, I like that you would use the child as cover from bullets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would use it as a distraction by throwing it into a crowd and making it bite people. It's causing violence all around. Um, you can communicate with it. You said you would be able to bribe it with ice cream. Good points. That is, you, it'd be, yeah. It would be able to shoot people, so it would be able to you know, use a gun. I don't know if it would be able to hit anything, but that was a good point. And what I thought was a fantastic point, just like kind of like galaxy brain shit, you would use the kid as a hostage. That was very, <laughs> very smart because, I mean, that's going to help. That, that's literally helpful to your case here. Oh, my God. Yeah, no one was. That was yeah. good. 
So back oh, yeah. to host Sean here. Um, you just went all in on the fetching the money, the part. Um, and then you took a hard left, and then you said you would use the puppies as a vest, as a bulletproof <laughs> vest. <laughs> but, I think, uh, but nobody would shoot at it, so you kind of saved yourself there. I was thinking about Max's <laughs> baby shield or Max's child shield, and I was like, well, I got five of them. <laughs> you know what's funny is with this prompt, it was a real challenge to think of a prompt that wouldn't connect these things in violence. <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> Uh, so those are good points there. And the cops won't shoot at the puppy vest. <laughs> you just aim for your head or something. But <laughs> um, then we go back to Max's. They they know the plan. They can be a little con man. They're highly trained and they're motivated by joining the mob. So uh, this one it really comes down to to using the kid as a hostage for me. And I think the winner for this one is going to be Host Max. That was a very good point. Um, I wouldn't have even thought of that, but. Um, yeah, that was like thinking outside the box, in my opinion, and that was really good. So, yay! PG. Thank you. you I know agree. What I'm just about that. I see a sentence right here. I forgot to say. It says, "I could punch them in the face to cause a distraction." I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because everybody's gonna leave you alone after that for sure. I like how both sides involved biting the guards or biting people too. <laughs> I figured like almost the prompt would be almost like the the standard would be like to say like nice things about the kid. That's why I swung into like I'm gonna beat him up, use like just like, like just go. I can... <laughs> yeah, the hostage was a good play. It was. All right. Do you guys know what uh, periodola is? Have you ever heard this term? Periodolia. Uh, doesn't it, it kind of sounds familiar? Have we talked about it on the show before by chance? Should, should I be familiar with it? No, we have not. Oh. So, periodolia okay, is a tendency to form meaning from a blur of stimuli, meaning uh, an ink blot test. They show you an ink blot, ah. and then you're supposed to associate that with something a butterfly, a face, a whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Periodolia. clouds. Periodolia. And I'm Periodolia. Sure, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. So, anyways, that's the way I'm going to say it from now until the end of the story. Um, to the end of time. <laughs> to the end of time. So, uh, when we see a face in something, it's called an illusory, illusory f- face. Jesus, I okay. even practiced it too. <laughs> an illusory. It's impossible. Face. I can't. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, this fucking. We're not scientists, people. All right, man. There's like so many Russian people. Like no one's smart is named Smith. <laughs> um, so I stumbled on this story, and it turns out, uh, people report these faces as primarily being male. These illusory faces. Is this like the ability to like see faces in just anything? Correct. Because right? I think because I, I feel like I think I have heard this term where it's like as. Like if you look at a wall long enough, you almost can sit there and make patterns to say the because the human mind wants to sit there and like make sense of stuff. Basically. Absolutely. In any two in any two circles and in and in another circle, you always go up oh, two eyes and a mouth and you create like a face in your mind. Totally, totally. And this study aimed at uh, just studying that effect. So this uh, comes from this was a paper published in the Journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and they studied three thousand eight hundred U.S. residents then identified these illusory faces as male in a significant majority of cases, four to one. So you were sexist four four times as likely to see a male face in these illusory faces. And that's right. Like, so, Oh yeah. Hit me. I know why, but would 
I already know why. But yeah. Well, we, well, your sexist comment was right on the nose. Is like, uh, what about this whole situation makes it mostly male? And I have my theories, but I'd love to hear yours. I think here's this because women are things of beauty. And you're like trying to make sense of these weird, like it's not a perfect thing. It's like these weird, ugly, distorted things. And men can be ugly. And there's a lot of ugly men out there. And like versus a woman, especially, a, I, I think even a woman or a man, if they're going to see, a, they, if their mind was a vision of a beautiful woman, but they, they can kind of see an ugly man anywhere. But it, those circles and like the circle, you know what I mean? The shapes have to be pretty good. All of a sudden be like, that looks like a hot chick versus, oh, that's an ugly dude right there. Like that ugly dudes are everywhere. I, I do. I couldn't agree more with that. Is my opinion, Mystery? Did you have a? Uh... No, I was saying that's a very interesting take on that, right? Because and I agree. In my opinion, um, I think traditional male faces are way uglier than traditional female faces. Now, feel free to judge me on my heterosexual biases and whatnot, but again, like I, I personally, for myself, oh. I am a designer, and it's my job to look at things and break them down by visual characteristics. And like you were saying, Max, male faces tend to be lumpier. They tend to be more asymmetric. They tend to have more sharp, distinctive features. They're just they're just more characteristic and big and just uglier, essentially. Yeah. And so um I, I think that that's very interesting because uh the whole reason I bring this up is I'm in the middle of a uh, design project right now where, where I'm designing things with faces and essentially they're like, uh, they're wrenches. And a couple months ago, someone asked me, why, why are all these wrenches, wrenches male? And I didn't, I didn't design you them. About it. Yeah. I didn't design oh. them to be male or female. Oh, but to my eye, when that was brought to me, I saw them as male. And the person who said it to me, saw them as male and uh, this study right here backs it up as far as a uh a a symptom or a uh i I don't know if it's an effect of uh the united states social situation but i it's definitely um a social effect that Mm -hmm. makes you perceive these faces as male and i personally think because males are uglier and female faces are more streamlined and uh, softer features. Whereas like you're saying, you're, you're trying to make sense of these rough stimuli take yeah. clouds, for instance, and you're just trying Perfect to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're just trying to make a face out of it. Chances are it's just rough and it's jagged and it's ugly. Like boom, male. Dude, the tiles in my shower, I swear to God, it's, it's, I see so much shit in there. They're not like those stupid white tiles, guys. There's like there's like some marbly shit or something. No, no, so I get like it. It has the mold. It has the mold like grows. The mold yeah. helps yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Exactly. The different the way the bugs move, and then but like <laughs> just the different like, but the like different shading and the shapes and stuff. I swear to God, I mean, sometimes I'm like, man, I'm like seeing shit in there, man. Like like a dragon, the dragon, and dudes. I see a bunch of dudes in the shower. Um, wait. Um. <laughs> so the study went on to um to exemplify that in order for feminine faces to be seen in these things, they had to have extreme feminine features such as, uh, big lips or, um, eyelashes or, you know, just more feminine features. And I thought that was just, I I, I don't know. It blew me away. I thought that was fascinating. Um, Mm. 
It also went on to speculate that uh, this effect may vary from culture to culture. So again, this one was within the U.S. with 3,800 people. So I would love to see this study expanded to different continents and see what happens there. Maybe the ratio is different. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the it's not the most deep thing I think, but uh, I, I really enjoyed no, it's like that. Like a sociology one. thing. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's like a sociology thing. Like what's really is like it's could almost be like you know like early on people if you say like oh there's What's that joke where it's or like, oh, like basically, if you say doctor, people almost assume it's a man. Oh, right? interesting. And like they shouldn't. But when you say something doctor, they're like, oh, and that's almost the, that key to that joke where it's like, oh, I said doctor. You assumed it was a man. There's a woman type of deal. So maybe again, like, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it is very male dominated culture. Unfortunately, sorry, guys. Uh, Sis Lunar. Let's do that. Uh, but anyway, Sis <laughs> Lunar Highway. Um, but but yeah, that's just how it is. Like uh, just has been, you know. So I guess maybe it's like kind of like a, an ingrained thing too. Like that it's like it's almost easier just to your thought patterns, right? Like yeah, your thought and, patterns are all pathways. So your pathways just almost go to the one you're always used to seeing. So but we have to change. And for the audience, uh, we we on this show really try to steer clear of political topics, and I don't want this topic that i just brought up to be a political one at all i just thought it was a fascinating look into um the the psyche and yeah and just like next time you sit there seeing stuff in the shower you have to decide is this a dude i'm seeing yeah totally i never really thought about their sex that's what i'm saying i I would just see like oh there's a face there's a this or like a or an animal like i'm not even saying it's a face sometimes sometimes like other shit or like but you're like just trying to make sense of it like that's what your mind's always doing they also said the majority of faces were happy and young. So not necessarily okay. angry. Oh, shit. Okay. That's not my shower. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the bugs form angry oh. faces at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I have like some silly criminals stories. I want Are to they tell you stupid guys criminals? Ah, no, silly. No, I know. They're just silly. Yeah, the borderline. I, I, I want to. I want to avoid the dumb criminals because that's what we always say. So uh, they're silly criminals. And then, okay, I want to run this by you. We can even cut. Like, I was thinking, like, what can I call a crime segment? Like, and I have two. I had two suggestions. It was like, what was prime time? Crime time. <laughs> okay. Like, that'd be kind of so. Was like, so that could be like a seven going forward. Like, okay, now to prime time. Crime time. Or. I don't have it set up yet, so it's not going to work this time. But if we could somehow make it rhyming, we could be the, we can call it primetime crime rhymes. <laughs> oh, uh, and then somehow if we can somehow make it rhyme, but I don't know how the fuck that would work and shit. But I love where your head's at. But for simplicity's sake, yeah. I love primetime crime time. Yeah. Yeah. So for now, it's primetime crime time. Anyway. So, Rolls off the tongue. Yes. This this happened about two weeks ago in Miami. I think you heard of that place. Hmm. It's in a certain other place you seem to be a fan of. Um, Florida? Florida, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Have I ever expressed interest in Florida? Yeah, you do Florida or Australia. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So you are. I figured you must be a fan of them. <laughs> okay, so uh, so this happened in Miami. So uh, a thief targeted a shoe store, and uh, he got inside by cutting a hole in the roof. Huh. So this happened about uh, 2.30 a.m. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I don't know how he did it. Like, in my mind, it's like, what, a box cutter? Like, had to be something better than that. Like, <laughs> some Acme thing. It's like a thermite. Um, this guy sounds like exactly, a pro. Yeah, right. Yeah, he is. Um, well, we'll see. Um, so at 2.30 a.m., uh, yeah, he's a pro. <laughs> at 2.30 a.m., uh, 
it showed him climbing down the wall, like the shoe wall. Think of like a display wall of shoes. And then uh, he, when he got down there, he fell a little bit. And then he grabbed, started grabbing every <laughs> shoe he can grab. And then he got out of there. And so the store owner said they suffered about 15,000, 20,000 loss. And they don't have insurance. Oh. So boo, that, that, it's, that sucks, man. That sucks. Like this is like, I guess a successful criminal because he got away with that stuff. But he, yeah, he, um, he bore a hole in the roof, which I'm sure was the bulk of that cost. You are a genius. See, I'm always so dumb. That's exactly what the next is like. These crooks actually made three holes on uh, top of the roof. Two of them not being into this business, like into this. <laughs> so that's how they know it was targeted. Fuck. <laughs> they chose the wrong one, so they went, and so that's where mo- most of the damage is caused, and most of the like, yeah, the money basically. <laughs> um, yeah, and so um, and talking about what they took, they they took left feet shoes. They didn't take a pair of shoes. They what? just took single shoes that were on the rack. What could, fucking goddamn it? Sense? Yeah, that's stupid. That uh, goddamn. Think about the display of shoes. Uh, they all go the same way, right? So <laughs> they're all left shoes on display. I mean, so you spend took... the time to to drill three holes to cut three holes into a roof, and then once you get into the place, like, are you just so? Oh, I don't have any more time. That you're just grabbing that shit. I would assumed you you would go around and you look for your shoe size. Shit. You're already cutting through it. Like yeah, like this. God damn. God damn. So uh, yeah, Alvarez, who uh, the 20 year old uh, who built this business himself, is hoping the thief realizes he only has 20 left shoes and brings them back. He won't uh, fucking just come bring forward, them back. Drop off the shoes. Leave them here. He said, "I don't need to turn them over to the cops. I don't care about that." Pray to God they put some sense into them and just do the right thing. He said he's offering a reward for the return of the shoes. What do you? Th- I wanted to ask you guys. What do you think his reward is? There's. It says if you basically any any tips to get the shoes back or whatever, maybe eligible for a blank reward. So what do you think that number is? I said earlier, just to recall, fifteen to twenty thousand loss. But that's that's for the. I don't know. That's the roof though. So I don't know. That's what, what I'm think? thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's a thousand dollars. Three. What's the what's the reward? Two hundred and fifty bucks. Five thousand. They want this guy caught, bro. What? I would just yep. bring the shit back. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. Like, so if the guy's listening, bring the shoe back, sir. And then he bring comes. The shoe back, sir. The criminal. Oh, dude, that guy would. This guy looked like a baller. Like, like, dude, if you're, he's like a, he's like a shoe guy. He's probably like, ah, take him out. Yeah. Okay. Not I a big talk market about another guy. shoes. No, exactly. I mean, there might be one guy who's really going <laughs> to do it, like a, some veterans or something, but like, exactly. But that could be a way to like find them too, right? Um. So I want to talk about another guy from Spring Hill. Do you know where Spring Hill is? Florida. It is in Florida as well. Ah! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's name is uh, Thomas Colucci, and he made an emergency call around 7 p.m., and uh, so deputies went to, uh, you know, his house and Colucci told them that he he was an experienced drug user. That's what he tells the cops as they show up. <laughs> Hello, sir. I'm an experienced drug user <laughs> who's used methamphetamine in the past. And I know what it should feel like. And so basically uh, he said um, when it did, he basically um, had taken some type of something and it didn't produce the expected sensation. So he called the cops. So when they showed up, he produced two small baggies, each containing white crystal-like substance, and handed them over. 
And he said he believed they were bath salts. He said they were really bath salts. So then Colucci, this man who called the cops, who was an experienced drug user. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's my favorite part of the entire. And he tells it. Like, this is first in a row. That's the first thing he says. I'm like, hey, I'm an experienced drug user. Um, uh, basically, he tells them, he, he tells the deputies he wants the meth tested because he did not want other people to purchase fake meth from the person he sold it to, who, who sold it to him. I, you know what? On, I got to give it to him. This guy sounds legit. This guy sounds like, despite his probably uh, just crippling drug problem that is affecting his friends and family, uh, <laughs> I think I, I wouldn't mind having this guy in my corner. Like, okay. Yeah, it sounds like he's a nice, like, you know, you hear like, it's, it's always bad when a meth head lives next to you, but this sounds like he's a good guy. It's like, hey, you know, I'm a nice guy. I do meth, but like, this is. This is going to hurt some people. For like, sure. When he throws that spare tire over your fence and you're like, God damn it, Tony, you fucking threw this. He'd probably be like, oh, yeah, my bad. You know, I was high on bath But then he'll like, he'll like repair your whole car like overnight, like <laughs> for free too. Like it'll be insane. He'll repaint it. Um, so, I mean, so yeah. <laughs> he just, he was uh, willing to essentially write out the dealer, right? And I I just, I, I, I got to give him props on this. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and so like I said, he wanted uh, he wanted the deputies to put this person in trouble for selling dangerous drugs. However, he was unable to provide a name or any contact info for this man. Uh huh. So uh, as Is requested, the deputy willingly he did not want. How did he get in uh, touch? And yeah, okay. Meth. Um, as yeah. requested, uh, a deputy performed a field test on the sample of white crystal-like substance for each of the baggies, and both baggies tested positive for meth. Oh, <laughs> for man. So deputies arrested Colucci, who said he was having chest pains after being placed at the back of a patrol vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and then after being cleared from the hospital, taken to a county detention center, he's been charged with possession of meth and possession of drug paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, was on that. I love how this 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 show goes from uh nothing but like space heady topics to just straight up meth <laughs> like we're i just love how meth out he is he calls the cops causes all this shit gets him tested uh yeah he's not gonna turn the guy in i don't know who he is but this is some bad shit totally it's it's, it's meth <laughs> he's just on meth bro like i like how halfway through you were trying to make sense of it and just like it's meth meth the answer is meth <laughs> It started with meth. It ended with meth. Oh my god! And then this last one. I, this was like one I found accidentally looking at the meth one. It was like on the corner. It just was like so. I didn't even find this in my normal way. It just kind of came to me. And this is a case from 1976. It only has relevance now because one of the perpetrators is going to be um, up for parole. And I wanted you guys to like decide: is this something that a man should be up for parole for or like is he should be up for parole so it is kind of a dumb criminal one it's like kind of dumb really weird it's a really weird case uh i really uh, and frankly i really like crime time or prime time crime time because it is much more apt than dumb criminal because uh, frankly the criminals we talk about here are all dumb so yes exactly yes dumb yeah exactly like i mean we do like and it would leave room for I, we do have the occasional really good crime story. Yeah, true. I mean, gets away with stuff. Let's not. Let's yeah. give him some props. If it's a yeah, good one that. too, we'll we'll talk about it. If it's like, I feel like we talked about some type of bank heist or like art heist or something. We've talked about stuff like that. Too. Definitely. Um. So anyway, here's this last case. Like, I just thought this case was nuts. It was from California in 1976. I don't. Even, I've never heard of it before. 
So after 26 years in prison, he's eligible to get out. So his name is Frederick Woods. And he was one of three gunmen who hijacked a school bus with 26 kids and their bus driver in California in 1976. Okay. Boom. That's fucking crazy, right? So then the he trans so then the men, the three of them, including this guy, they transferred the driver and the children to vans and drove them 12 hours away before they buried them alive in an underground truck trailer. Wait, 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 wait. So this guy kidnaps a bus full of kids, 27 kids, and then rolls that the bus, bus into a truck trailer, like a semi-trailer, and then it buries sounds, it? Yeah. It sounds like what it really, because it took me a while to understand it too. Sounds like it was like a little bit of a planning and like they took like a, you know, the back of a truck trailer, like a, a shipping container, basically. So like oh, they yeah, buried yeah, yeah. a shipping container. And then they um, they threw the they take them through vans and put them in the shipping container and buried the whole thing and just buried it like they just buried the kids so then and, and the bus driver in this thing. And did they survive? Mm-hmm. I've well, actually keep familiar with this story. I've no never shit. heard this before. I thought it was so wild. Like, I, this was dude, a as I was, video I watched and my mind was blown. Dude, show me the video. Okay. No, uh, that's because. Crazy. Uh, no, that's why I'm saying like it was just a random click. I was like, "What is it?" And I started realizing, "What the fuck is this?" I've never so so okay. So again, Frederick Woods, one of three dudes, hijacks the bus, twenty six kids, and the bus driver drives them twelve hours away, buries them alive in the truck trailer. Right? Um, a little bit about yeah, he's attempted to get parole seventeen times, and uh, this is his eighteenth time right now. And so anyway, but, back to what happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did they survive? I'll say, I'll say let's back. Yeah, what's happened here? So Woods and the two other kidnappers. Uh, they wanted five million in ransom during the kidnapping. Okay, this was like a plot, so it wasn't like some psycho shit. I mean, it's, it's psycho shit. Don't get me wrong, it's psycho shit, but it wasn't like some like we're, no, we just want them. It was some yeah, heavily like, premeditated ransom shit. A, a plot, yeah, yeah. A weird plot. For this is a Gotham villain. Ran- yeah, it's, oh, great! It is like a Gotham villain level plot of like what the fuck, like Batman. You just you need to find, find these <laughs> kids. Like, you need to find yeah. this. Like what the fuck, and then unbury so, them. Do get it, and you have no idea where they are, and they like they only have like what a days of air or whatever the fuck, you know. Um, so yeah, so they wanted five million ransom, and then, however, though, the driver and some of the older children managed to escape by digging out of the trailer while their captors slept. What the fuck, man? Uh, Dumb criminals, bro. Dumb criminals. They just. <laughs> You, you look at all this shit they went into. So many questions. So and many fall questions. Sleep on the job. Yeah, uh, big what? time, big time. You go through what? the trouble of doing all of this, and then you fall asleep on the job. All of this. <laughs> Five million dollar conspiracy plot. All this shit. You fall asleep, and they all just get out. Um. So, uh, yeah, the, the children and, and driver did not suffer any life-threatening injuries. Uh, they did report some psychological harm. You know, oh, like one one person's in anxiety every time she gets into a car and stuff. So, just you know, I'm sure just it, it's scary being like captive. It said 12 hours plus digging out. You don't know if you're gonna die. So, like, it, it would be scary, like for sure. And so, uh, but no one actually got hurt. They they, I'm I'm wondering how this all resolved <laughs> because these people escaped. And then these guys woke up, and did they see a hole in the ground, or did they think everything was fine and continued with negotiations and eventually Here, were caught I, due to other shit? I believe, I believe, I don't quite know, like, all that quite detailed, but I believe, like, I believe everyone escaped because it just says Woods and the, and the two other men were arrested about two weeks later. Two so in my weeks? mind, yeah, I, yeah, so in my mind, I almost think they did escape and somehow, like, realized, like, oh, shit, and, like, just bounced, and then 
they had enough evidence to find him. And so, yeah, they've so, so Woods, this guy I'm talking about, the two other men he was arrested with, they were arrested two weeks later and sentenced to life without parole. <laughs> and then an appeals court later on overturned that decision and made them eligible for parole. So now, and how long ago was whole, this? This was in 1976 when this Oof. whole plot happened. So that's like, wasn't that like 45 years ago or something? Or 46? Am I on drugs? 76 is a long 76, time. 76. It's like, yeah, it's like because yeah, 40 years ago, at least. Yeah, it's like yeah. 40 something, 45 years ago. Yeah. Um. So it's been it's been a minute. He's been in, in you know he's been there for a while. Um. But anyway, um, that's really the question. Like, so actually, one of the people got paroled in 2012, and another one got paroled in 2015. So he's the last guy in there. And Wood read an apology letter for the mass kidnapping. I never heard that term mass kidnapping before. That is unique. I'll give you I that. I thought that was crazy. It's I've never heard of that. And uh, he said, I had empathy for the victims, which I didn't have now. I've had a character change since then. I was 24 years old. Now I fully understand the terror and trauma I caused. I fully take responsibility for this heinous act. So that is everything there. But I have a question to you guys. Do you think this person deserves parole? Do you think the other two guys should have got him out of parole? What do you think there? I have my thoughts, but I kind of wanted you to kind of like, you know, you could dish on it for a second. It was like. <laughs> that is fascinating. You think, and yeah, feel free to chime are... in too, Mr. Yeah, for sure. If we are to assume that our system of rehabilitation is the right way, then they probably do deserve some sort of parole. He never, he never actually killed anybody. Um, sure, he put, their, put them through psychological harm, um, but 40-something years of getting your ass pounded in prison and just dealing with prison... <laughs> is a fucking nightmare. So I don't know. Has he paid his debt to society? I, you know, he's probably, he's not going to be pulling off any of these schemes. The worst thing he could do is pass on what information he learned from this to someone that is willing to do this kind of thing again. But I, I, I I'm not in a position to gauge how likely that is. Pass on how to do it is. better. Pass on how to do it better. You mean what he learned? Totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, yeah, but I'm not in a position to know uh you know how likely he is to do that, but uh that'd be my biggest concern with this guy. Otherwise, like yeah, he really fucked up, but uh do we believe in second chances? And I would I say wonder, yeah. I would say parole him if if everything looks good across the board, I don't think we should keep him in jail forever. I don't know. I'm wondering uh, what would have happened if they didn't pay. All those kids are dead. Well, that is the question. Isn't that isn't that isn't that the threat of kidnapping? They just happened to escape, but the that plan is, was but, not that. But so in, they if they hadn't in your situation from earlier, where you're bringing the kid <laughs> into the bank to rob it, and you're holding him hostage. Uh-huh. True. Yeah. We all know you. I was not going to kill him. You're not going to kill him. It's just a yeah. show of force. It is. Yeah, and I just know it'll stop everything. Yeah. And is that what that was? I see. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll never know exactly. So yeah. I was kind of, I, I was kind of crazy out that the other two guys already got out because when, when this whole thing started, I thought it was just him only eligible. And then by the, they're like, oh, the other guys got out like, like seven, ten years ago. And then like, at wow. what point does it teeter on the idea of future crime? You know, the, the oh, idea. Like, yeah, he's, he's possibilities. Well, no, just the idea of like the possibilities. Like, if they didn't pay, would these guys follow through with it? Well, it didn't happen. So, I see. Do we have to consider that yeah. in the sentencing? Yeah. So I don't. I, I I don't know from a legal standpoint. I don't know, but um, 
I would say he is no threat after spending 45 years in prison. He's got no money to him. He's got no, like he is not a threat. Even though it's kind of extreme and they are, they did threaten kids 45 years ago. At the end of the day, it is a dumb criminal on some level. Oh, right. I guess. Cause it, cause it seems like it almost seems like a good plot until they fall asleep and they get out. And it's like, what? Like stupid. Like, it's like, if you're going to do this Thomas crown, actually a fair level plan, like what is this? Well, the Thomas crown, level plan would be to uh, hijack the bus and send all the kids to uh, like Disney world on vacation or some shit. Like, Oh, y'all want an impromptu trip to Disney oh, world wow. on vacation. In the meantime, we're going to tell everybody you're kidnapped. That is the good, like the whole kid, like the kids were never in danger or happy the entire Absolutely. time. Oh my God. Write it down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're making movies today. We're making, we're making fucking things. movies. We're making moves happen. <laughs> Uh, Mr. E, do you have an opinion? Um, yeah, the whole the whole story is crazy. I'll link you that YouTube video because they definitely go more in depth about like how they escape and everything. And okay. um, they were on the way there, actually, like getting the kids to sing along songs with them and stuff. So they, I don't think the kids were Oof. fully aware of what was happening because I think the bus driver was kind oh. of like playing along into that, so the kids wouldn't be afraid. So uh, there is a lot of stuff like that. Wow. And um, the reason why they started to escape was because they were started to run out of oxygen and they were suffocating. So it's not like they really had a chance oh. on what the fuck they were going to do. Um, and basically there was just a whole bunch of material like um, box mattresses and stuff that they just stacked all the way up and they eventually got out like that. And the bus driver was, you know, the, he was the only one with the strength of a man. So yeah. if they didn't have him, like they all would have been fucked. And the thing is, is like, if everything would have worked and they would have been $5 million richer, these dudes wouldn't have blinked twice. Right. But like now that they're Oof. caught, it's like, Oh, is it like, do they deserve to be on parole? Like, dude, I don't think yeah, they like, deserve it. I don't, I, I, yeah. I can see them getting it and I don't disagree with them getting it, but I don't think they deserve it. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, what were they going to do with these kids? Were they going to sell them off to, um sex traffickers it's like you don't know so those kids were gonna die if they didn't escape basically so they all would have died because i was actually i don't wondering think about it would have come situation. down to such a clean such a clean trade-off as you give me five million dollars i give you these kids like i don't think it ever comes down <laughs> that that easily you know <laughs> no so, it's just that simple give me five i give yeah. you these kids <laughs> yeah and they were all gonna suffocate like you said and because i don't think these guys really knew what they were doing at least yeah, that's legit. And some of the stuff in the video, I'm sure, is over-exaggerated. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I heard. For sure. No, I, but, just, I thought um, this whole case was nuts. I was like, I've never was, heard of it. It was an insane story. I think the, the video I watched wasn't even the video. It was someone uh, reacting yeah. to the video. Oh, yeah, so it was, um, you know, I'm sitting there. We're both having our mind blown. It's a crazy, crazy story. Crazy. Dude. Dumb criminal. Gotham level. Yeah. So yeah, I, it is. I got kind of a tangential story from my own personal life. Um, oh, you saw some kids? Well, so okay. um, my next door neighbor, as I was growing up, um, uh, his mother was a cop and we were best friends. And um, she was on the police force and she needed, um, it was a training exercise, and she needed someone to stand in as the psycho that had taken over a bus full of kids because he fell in love with one of the kids. Uh -huh. Now I didn't know this. 
I was I was I was asked if I wanted to be that psycho. The psycho. The psycho. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And so I thought I was coming in. Um, what they told me what was happening was, uh, hey, you're going to be in a house and you're going to be a, a, a distressed teenager that wants to kill himself and maybe someone else. And you're going to be barricaded in the house. So that sounds like the dream job. Oh, my God. Well, and so I was ready for that. Like in my head, I was like, dude, I could be a depressed teenager for sure. That's what I am yeah. now. Let's do this. Like, yeah, fuck let's yeah. Do this. Yeah, life sucks. Like, <laughs> let's go. And um, when I show up that day, and by the way, I'm a stoner. So, you know, I smoked. And so I show up that day, and uh, I'm surrounded by police officers, and it was very intimidating. And then they switch my role. They're like, hey, uh... you're going to be a psycho pedophile. Who has who has fallen in love with this teenage girl, and we need you to take over the bus? Or excuse me, not teenage. She was like sixth grade sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, ah, this is fucking weird. Uh huh. And so I, I do my part. I'm on the bus. Really quick, I'm just yeah, like, what me. does it fucking matter? Like, like your motivate, like your it's basically your motivation. Like it's like you're you're psycho on a bus. You're like, I'm taking over this bus. Like you have to be like. For these following reasons, I love kids, or like because I'm just psycho. Like you have to like do psychos announce their motivations for doing it. Like just well, and I, you're right, and I'm not much of an actor, so I didn't dig deep into the part like I should have, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but the cops are like, here's your motivations. Like, dude, I'll just be a psycho, generic psycho. Oh no, they totally gave me that. They're like, here's your motivation. Yeah. You're in love with her. And you're wow. taking over this bus to express your love and you don't want to you don't want to leave the world without her and this and that. And the whole thing was uh, they have one guy on the other end that is supposed to be communicating with me and telling me like, you know, oh, it's all going to be fine. And hey, oh, what kind of sandwiches do you like? You know, that kind of shit, like just trying to uh-huh. trying to talk me down off the ledge. And um, the the uh, officer that I knew, my next door neighbor, she was like, OK, so your motivation is you're crazy. And, you know, just say a bunch of shit like uh, the, the, the the light of the Lord tells me to do this. And, you know, the the, the fucking the, the vines of the, you know, just like just talk crazy. <laughs> devil, blah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. And, and like, frankly, I wish this is one of those regrets I have in life. I wish I could go back in time and inhabit my body. And give uh, the performance of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. I'm sitting there right now. I would, I would love that. I want to get into this get into this right now. That sounds so awesome. Oh, dude. I fucking wish. Because once I was there, I was so intimidated by the situation and didn't know what to do. And it was my first time doing anything like this. And I, I, pretty, much, I, I pretty much fucked it up. I'm sure I was a huge disappointment to the department. <laughs> you weren't asked back? Uh, no, I was not. Um and then, uh, yeah, so I, I pretty much fucked up. And uh, my whole scenario, which the negotiator didn't know, but my whole scenario was I was going to kill the girl and myself at the end, no matter what oh. he said. <laughs> so. Whoa. Don't give a damn. Kobayashi Maru, this guy. Oh, for no, sure. That guy, that guy that was never going to talk you down. <laughs> See, that would have been, I wasn't even sitting there as you're talking about, like, I would have been like, the like, hey, you like sandwiches? I'm like, no, I don't like no sandwiches. You trying to, like, be my friend? I'm gonna kill this girl, like, and that's oh, what it was. Right now, and then hang up the phone, and then. <laughs> and so yeah, I felt I just felt so fucking uncomfortable so with this whole situation, wow. and I failed miserably. And it's it's been a regret forever. But I wish I could go back in time and fix that. I just need to Google like act like psycho, get cops involved. Like, how do I like to get this job? 
Uh, well, I can put you in touch with the right people, hopefully. There you go. Um, but it was funny. As I was exiting the bus and my scenario was over, I met the kid that went to high school with me that was playing the uh, suicidal teenager in the house. And I was like, you lucky motherfucker. Like, I wanted that role. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> that was supposed to be me. That reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where, like, Kramer and Mickey, they're doing, like, the diagnosis with the doctors like i have oh, gonorrhea gonorrhea and he's like yeah. yeah and how good uh, kramer did he's like oh <laughs> after a night of pure passion i i feel itching and burning <laughs> and he killed it so hard that last time we loved what you did with gonorrhea so we gave you gonorrhea again <laughs> so like they'd be like oh we didn't like your uh pedophilic psycho last time sean so now you're a uh, asian driving lady who's on a rampage or, or something right now which yeah yeah oh man Again, regrets, huh? What are you going to do? No regrets. No regrets? All right, well, uh, join us next time when Max will tell you about one of his biggest regrets. All of them. Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. If you want to know more about the topics we discuss, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.